Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Goodwin gets a crossing, takes a deflection, and it's on targets! Get out! Mitch Duke gets his head onto it for Australia. Craig Goodwin had a look up, he saw the cross, took a touch, played it in, had a slight deflection, and Mitch Duke, Australia's Duke, nods it home. Yes, uh, the Duke of West Sydney, Mitchell Duke, scoring for the Socceroos um, at, against Tunisia at the FIFA World Cup. Uh, joining us from West Island to talk this and a few other things from an Australian point of view is Pete Fairburn. Morning, Pete. How are you? G'day, Ricardo. Going well, mate. Still uh, revelling in the success of the Socceroos over there in, in Qatar. What a uh, what a wonderful moment and a first win in a World Cup competition for for 12 years for the Socceroos, so so fairly significant. Yeah, very significant, mate. Uh, and now, I mean, uh, after that France game, I thought you guys were toast, but all to play for, you got to you got to get a result against the Danes uh, to get through to the round of 16. I still think you'd be underdogs, but the fact that you're still in it with one game in the group stages to go is, uh, has got to be pleasing for Australian football fans. Well, Ricardo, I think Aussie football fans would have bit your hand off if you offered them the situation we're in heading into this Denmark game. To be brutally honest, you know, you look at the, the squad that we've taken over to Qatar and uh, most people would say it's probably the weakest squad the Socceroos have ever taken to a World Cup on paper. Um, you know, it, it was a pretty arduous qualifying campaign and, and took right into the last minute in a penalty shootout against Peru and, and really headed over there with fairly low expectations. I thought against the French in our opening game, we got found out pretty early and, it, you know, we've the, the, I guess the gap in class was was pretty obvious, and you had you know young Nathaniel Atkinson, for example, playing at right back, being you know absolutely taken for a ride by Kylian Mbappe, as you'd expect he would. A young guy, you know, predominantly A League experience against one of the greatest players in the world, and uh, heading into that Tunisia contest, they'd been pretty staunch against the Danes themselves to draw in the opening match, so expectations were relatively low, but. A fantastic finish from you know a bit of a journeyman really in Mitch Duke, a 32-year-old striker playing in the Japanese second division, who likewise has spent most of his career in the A League. It was a fantastic finish, really, really class. And then a couple of outstanding individual performances. Uh, I thought Harry Sutar at centre back, coming off the back of an ACL injury that's that's really seen him play very little football over the last 15, 16 months with Stoke over there in the English Championship. He was iconic, uh, putting his body on the line and throwing himself around. You'd never guess he's he's a couple of months back from from such a serious injury. He was fantastic. And uh, look, Tunisia didn't take their chances. They had a couple of good chances, but they they weren't able to take advantage. And as you say, we head into a game where we will be the underdogs against Denmark, rightfully so. They've been you know a, a pretty good international team for a number of years. We saw what they did at the Euros just a couple of years ago, but. If we could try and hold on, I think Australia will definitely be looking to, to park the bus fairly early doors. Not what this World Cup needs, another nil-all draw, but um, if we could manage to secure that and, and find our way through to the round of 16, I think we'd reflect on it as a massive overachievement.
Yeah, what's the um, what's it like in Australia at the moment? I mean, normally you guys are busy celebrating uh, AFL or rugby league or or cricket, and everything else takes a back seat. But in, in terms of what's dominating uh, chat around the water cooler and what's dominating the papers and the news at the moment, is is it the Socceroos? Yeah, absolutely, it is. There's real football fever. I think every football fan or any sports fan anywhere in the world has had to wrestle with how they feel about all the horrible things you know, related to this World Cup and where it's being held and the people who are holding it. And people have genuinely had to take stock of that. The Socceroos were one of the teams who made a, a really strong stand pre-tournament and came out with a video talking about all the things that, that they felt strongly about you know, relative to, to Qatar hosting this World Cup. That being said, I, I think people have decided to, um, you know, to, to view the matches on their merit and view them as a sporting contest and... And it's not to ignore the political side of things, but it's just to separate the two, just like the players have done. And, um, the, you know, look, we've been very lucky to have, um, you know, the Rugby League World Cups recently, the T20 World Cup. There's been a lot happening in the Spring Carnival, but all of that's kind of come to a standstill now. And it's absolutely uh, the Socceroos who, who are gaining all the attention at the moment. And, um, yeah, people are really excited to see how they might go. Yeah, all right. We'll keep an eye on uh, how they do go and see if they can progress against the Danes.